You know, when we get into atmospheres like this, you can feel that there is, there tries to come a resistance. They try, the enemy tries to resist it. But he can't do anything about this move of God. He is disarmed. He is weak. He cannot do anything to you. You are the one that is seated. You are the one that's empowered. You are the one that has been authorized by God. Quickly turn to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23. Let me show you something. This is what the Lord revealed to me. If there's something I want to drive into your spirit tonight, is that you are called to walk in authority and power. Say that I'm called to walk in authority and in power and in power and in power and in power understand something a powerless Christian is a useless Christian understand something that when the Word of God becomes an option to you when church just becomes an option no I don't need to go to church no I don't need to read my Bible no I don't need to spend time with Jesus you will go from being a powerful man and woman of God to a casual Christian. And casual Christians become casualties. When the Word of God gets into your heart, when the Word of God burns on the inside of you, when the Word of God is what you feast upon every single day, when the Word of God becomes your standard, it sets you apart from everybody else. It makes you look different. It makes you sound different. It makes you smell different. Amen. The devil is an idiot. And you are alive to give the devil hell. To hell with the devil. When you go to school, you are at school to harass the devil. When you are at university, you are at university to harass the devil. When you are at work, you are at work to harass the devil. Church is when you get filled up and ready to go for the next week. Psalm chapter 23, I want to bless you with this. But God showed me something so beautiful. And everybody knows Psalm chapter 23 or verse 23 or Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. We all know it. Most of us know it. It starts off with what? The Lord is my? Amen. The Lord is my? Amen. There we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. Everyone say green meadows. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name. Now I want you to understand this and I want you to have your heart open to receive this tonight because this is your reality. This is your portion here on earth. I don't care how old you are, whether you are listening to this at home and you're 10 years old, this is your portion. Whether you're 95 years old watching this in your home somewhere, this is your portion. Every single one of you in this room this is your portion. 
The Bible then says in verses 4, Yea, though I walk, say walk. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Brother Hagen put it so beautifully where he said Psalm 23, because many people when they read Psalm 23 first, let me just say this, they'll read it at a funeral. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Or you read it and it's like one day in heaven. Psalm 23 is your portion here and now. But Brother, Brother Hagen said something so beautiful. He said in this particular verse, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said that this speaks of now here on earth where you are surrounded by spiritual death where other people around you have not been born again, when people around you are facing death every single day. As children of God, the Bible says, death, where is your sting? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But Brother Hagen says something so beautiful that this speaks of here and now, being here on earth. But what I want you to get, and the Lord said to me, he said, now, have you ever wondered why it says, though I walk? It doesn't say, yea, though I flee. Yea, though I run through the valley of the shadow of death because I'm grudging, because I'm worried, because I'm scared. Think about this and get this picture into your heart. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What does the scripture say? I will what? I will fear no evil. You see, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death here on earth, surrounded by witches, surrounded by antichrist people who hate Christ. I can be surrounded by 450 prophets of Baal. I can be surrounded by people that hate me. I don't need to flee. I don't need to run. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. See, as I walk, He is with me. <laughs> as I walk, He is with me. As I go to school and I walk, He is with me. As I go to university and I walk, He is with me. As I go to work and I walk, I don't have to flee for He is with me. See, as I walk, He has empowered me. As I walk, He has appointed me. As I walk, He has assigned me. As I walk, He has set me apart. As I walk, He has chosen me. As I walk, He hath anointed me. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Understand something. It says I walk because there's another one who's fleeing. See, to flee speaks of fear. To flee speaks of running away from danger. To flee speaks of being scared and running away. But there is one that flees. 
Bible says in the book of James, chapter 4 and verse 7, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's something you need to recognize now in 2021 with everything that is happening around us. The devil is fearful of you. See, I don't have to flee because I'm not in fear. I don't have to flee because he is with me. I can walk. But there is another one, the adversary, the one who prowls around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. There is one that's forming agendas in this final hour. There is one that's trying to shake the church of Jesus Christ. But God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As you submit yourself unto God and as you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Understand something, children of God. Wherever you go, God goes with you. <laughs> Wherever you go, He is with you. He said He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave you. And where you go, the devil has to flee. The devil doesn't have an option but to flee. It's not like we are in a debate. It's not like where there can be a different outcome. Where you go, devils flee. I would think you'd get more excited about that. Where you go, every demon spirit, every devil must flee. When you step onto the scene, demons have to leave. Sickness has to bow. Devils have to run. It's not like they have a choice. They must leave. Why? Because you've been given a name. The name. <laughs> a name. The Bible says that it's a name that's above every name. You have got that name. It's not like the devil can negotiate with you. It's not like the devil has a choice. I want you to realize something, and it's so important for every single one of us to recognize this, that in this hour, you are Christ's ambassadors. But you're not some casual, weak Christian. You're not some powerless, small, useless Christian. I don't care what your size is. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you lives on the inside of you. And He has empowered you. And He has authorized you. He has anointed you. You know what it means to be anointed? It means to be supernaturally empowered. Supernaturally empowered. The devil does not have a choice but to flee wherever you go. You're not like everybody else. You're not like the rest. You're not just anybody. You're a child of God. Filled with His Spirit. Anointed by the Lord. Jesus didn't come to be accepted by people. The Bible says He came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Your story is the same. 
where you go, our desire is not to be accepted by all. Many will reject you. But your responsibility as believers is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Your responsibility is to go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. Your responsibility is to destroy the works of the devil. But we've got to recognize something, that we must get the word in our hearts. We must recognize what the Bible says because truth that you don't know can't benefit you. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know the power that is available to you, if you don't know your position in God, the devil will bombard you. The devil will harass you. Because understand something, Jesus told us in John chapter 8 that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But you can't be set free, and this is something I always get to whenever I minister. You can't be set free by truth that you don't know. Truth that you don't know is not beneficial to you. Truth that you don't know, you can't benefit from. But understand something, that's why the Word of God is so vital. That's why the Word of God is not an option, but a requirement and a necessity. That's why reading the Bible every day is so important. Daily bread, not weekly bread, not stale bread, daily bread. That's why it's crucial for you to get into the Word for yourself. Because as you get into the Word, my life changed the moment that the Word became everything to me. The moment that God's Word was revelation to me that I am who He says I am. I can have what He says I can have. I can do what He says I can do. I have the power that He says I have. I have the authority that He says He has given me. No but, no maybe. The moment that the Word becomes everything to you, becomes revelation to your heart, becomes everything that you think on, that you live by, it will set you free. It will empower you to operate in fullness. It will empower you to operate in authority. It will empower you for everything that's ahead of you. The Word. People think that it's some supernatural lightning bolt across the sky and then I'm going to be ready for life. Get into the Word of God. Jesus is the Word. No, you know, for me, a long, for a very long time, I thought that I was different because I couldn't hear God audibly. And so that's one of the reasons that I went away from the Lord because I couldn't hear Him audibly. But until when I came back to Him, when I encountered Him, He gave me a revelation that He is His Word. And that everything His Word says, I can have and I can operate in everything that His Word says. When that happened to me, everything changed for me. All of a sudden, boldness rised up on the inside of me, arose on the inside of me. See, you become unstoppable when you recognize that He is who He says He is. And you are who He says you are. You can never be stopped. 
You can never be stopped when you recognize that you are who he says you are. Some of you are waiting for your friends to affirm you and let you know you're good enough. God already affirmed you and approved of you. And I need you to understand something, children of God, that there is an army that's rising up. There is a generation that is done with the things of this world. There is a generation that is done with the status quo of what they're telling you you have to do. There is a generation that's rising up, that's hungry for the things of God. There is a generation that is filled with His power, that's operating in the fullness, that know who they are. See, when you know who you are, you know who you are not. That will change your life when you recognize that fundamental truth. You at home. When you realize that you are who He says you are, everything changes. See, as I read the Bible, I realize two things. That number one, He's assigned me authority. As I read the Word of God, I realize something. My goodness, He has assigned me authority. Luke chapter 10 and verses 19, behold, I give you authority. Say this, I have authority. I'm not waiting to get authority. I've got it. And what does it say that you have authority over? Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Speaking of demon spirits. Funny enough, how come it says trample? Why? The devil is under your feet, not over your head. I have been given authority. I have been authorized by God Himself. You have been authorized by God Himself to trample on serpents and scorpions. He has given you authority. I have authority. You know what's the sad thing? Many Christians are waiting for God to give them what He's already given them. <laughs> Many people are sitting there, sitting at home like, my God, I need authority. This devil is just knocking me out and hitting me with all these shots. But I just, I know one day, one day I'm going to have that authority. One day I'm going to be in power. But the Bible says already, I have given you authority. Say this, I have it. 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 <laughs> Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 19. Jesus approached and breaking the silence and said to them, all authority, say all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. All authority has been given unto Him, Jesus Christ. All authority, not some authority, all. Everyone say all. That's a very important word. All authority has been given unto Him. Then He told us, I almost used a slang word. I was going to say, exe. You go now. I give you this delegated authority. Go into all the world. 
and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Lo, I am always with you. He has assigned you authority. You have been given authority over every devil, over every demon, over every witchy witch that thinks they can take you out. You have been given authority over the president witch of wherever. People don't like speaking about this. Because there are some people that don't actually believe the word. They think that there's a demon or devil out there that has more power than you. The Bible says all authority has been given unto you. You have got the authority. You have been authorized by God to go to work. You have this authority. The first thing, like I said, that you must recognize, I'm giving you two tonight. Number one, you have been assigned authority. I would write that down. You have been assigned authority. Number two, number two, shout out to Afrikaans. Number two, number two, you have been appointed empowerment. Say empowerment. There we go. You've been appointed empowerment. And you shall receive power. Say power. Power. Miraculous working power. God didn't leave us high and dry. God didn't save us and then leave you to defend for yourself. Understand something. Jesus did not die so that you can be defeated. He did not face death so that you have to be defeated. Let me tell you something. If you get this on the inside of you, when defeat tries to knock on the door, you send that thing straight back. When sickness tries to knock on your door, you send that thing straight back. When depression tries to knock on your door, you send that thing straight back. Send it where? Straight to hell. There's an evangelist I love listening to, and he said, you don't have to sign for the package. Send it straight back to the sender. Number one, I've been assigned authority. Number two, I've been appointed empowerment. Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 20. My God, we love to say this one. But if we'll get a revelation of this, everything will change. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or even think. According to the, according to the, according to the, according to the power that's at work. Within who? Within who? Within me. Not just the pastor. Not just the apostle. You as a believer. You as a child of God. Them that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Them, the power that's at work within them. 
See, I've been appointed empowerment. I've been empowered to go to work. Acts chapter 1 and verses 8. God didn't say, and you shall receive power just for fun. You will receive power just so that you can have a sharp, good time. You'll receive power just so that you can preach and let people know. You've received empowerment to witness. You've received empowerment to evangelize. You've received empowerment to shake the cage of the devil. You've received empowerment. Listen to this. You've received empowerment to turn your school upside down. You've received empowerment to shake your university. You've received empowerment to shake the place where you work. Because where you go, God goes with you. Man, if we would just realize that, I know I've got 11 minutes, but if we would just get that in our hearts, if we would just get that in my spirit, if you would just get that on the inside of you, that as I go to school, He is with me. As I go home, He is with me. He is with me. How can I ever be lonely? He is with me. <laughs> How can I ever be sad? He is with me. Though I walk... When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I can flex, I can be bold, I can be confident because He is with me. And as I walk, as I walk, as I walk by faith, not by sight, Paul said, <laughs> as I act upon the Word, as I do what God's told me to do, as I walk, He is with me. As I walk, He has authorized me. As I walk, He has empowered me. You don't need to have a PS in the front of your name to be authorized and empowered. You don't have to be called bishop, apostle, whatever, to be anointed, to be empowered, to be authorized. Some of us are waiting for our pastors to do the work. God gave you the work. <laughs> oh, man, when I was young, I used to say the pastor must just do everything, man. Just go win souls. Do your thing, man. Go. God was speaking to us. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Some of you feel like, I'm not called. I'm not this. Too late. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verses 18, that you've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Congratulations. Welcome to the ministry. Say this, I have the ministry of reconciliation. <laughs> Welcome to the ministry. Amen. You are ministers of the gospel. You are ministers of the gospel. Our responsibility is, re is to reconcile others to Christ and to slap the devil in the face as you do it. But this is a fundamental thing that we need to recognize that you're not like everybody else. That you're not here just to fit in. You're not here just to go to school and not say anything. You're not here to go to university and be a quiet Christian. We've already dealt with that on a previous Friday night. You're not here just to exist and then to live an average life and then die and then go to heaven one day. Eternal life started the day you gave your life to Jesus. Your ministry started the moment you gave your life to Jesus. The moment you said, I believe, I confess, you were given the ministry of reconciliation. You were anointed. You were authorized in that moment. 
to go to work. See, if there's something I want to leave with you, it's this. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19, and then Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible tells us that the same, or that the Spirit rather, let me get to my notes so I don't misquote the Scripture, then I'll have Facebook people shouting at me. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? According to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Everyone say heavenly places. Verse 21, my favorite. Far above. Write in the comment section on Facebook to our online family or on YouTube, far above. You in this venue, look at your neighbor, say far above. Far above all, <laughs> not some, all principalities, power, might, dominion. Listen to this. Every name that is named, Jesus Christ is seated far above every name that is named. <laughs> Jesus is seated far above every devil, every demon, every power, every principality, every antichrist agenda, every algebra thing, above, 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 far above all, every name that is named, not only in this age to come, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things, say all things, under his feet, say under his feet, <laughs> and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who falls all in all. You probably read the scripture and thinking, my goodness, that's so awesome. That's so great for Jesus. He is seated far above all. He's above all power and all principalities. My goodness, he's got a first class seat. Must be nice. But then we flip over the page and we get to Ephesians chapter 2. And the Bible says something key that changes the game. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Verses number six, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places as he is so are we see if he is seated far above all power all principalities all witchy witches all wizards all warlocks all sangomas all of that nonsense, above all, so are you. You're not just above. The Bible says far above. See, because of what Christ Jesus did, 
as he was on that cross as because of the joy that was set before him he continued to endure that cross it was you and it was me that was set before him and he endured that cross knowing that you would be seated with him far above power and principality far above power and principality understand something that's why we can boldly declare that the devil is not over my head but he is actually under my feet not only is he not he isn't just under my feet he's not even near the soul because I'm not just above I'm not just a little bit above I'm not just a little bit above I'm far above power and principalities every name that is named you are seated with Christ Jesus above above you are seated above